world where laughter was king on the edge of space. Get together, have a few laughs. Bastards of the universe! Let's do this, man. Hey, 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 welcome back to another edition of the Cinemasters of the Universe podcast. I am one of your hosts, the host who drinks, Ron Avis, the Rental King. And I am your host to the north, Adam Peterson, and I know some things. You know a thing or two, especially when it comes to a movies. couple of things. I yeah. know, I know a thing or two. Uh, I don't know, know everything, but I know some things. It occurs to me in our last episode we did not we we failed to mention some we, we didn't go over any little housekeeping that we, we didn't do any housekeeping into no. the habit of doing. Uh, so right up right off the top of the bat, uh, welcome and thanks for joining us. We're just a couple of white broads who like to talk about movies. A couple of white broads. <laughs> uh, but but as a couple of white broads who enjoy talking about movies, uh, we, we would like to remind you that we do have uh, our own feed for the Cinemasters of the Universe podcast. Uh, for those of you people out there, and I know there's some of you still are doing so, you're, you're listening to us via the old Big Geek podcast feed. Uh, first of all, I'd like to say thank you for listening to the Big Geek podcast. Thank you for being a fan of both the Big Geek podcast and the Cinemasters of the Universe. But why don't you go ahead and stop doing that right now? Stop it. Just quit it. Discont- cease and desist. Yeah, unless you just really, really, really want to just get your Cinemasters tangled up in your bit geek like Reese's peanut butter cup. You got like chocolate and, and peanut butter, and it's like it's. I mean, I agree. They're they're both delicious, tasty things. To, they to are tasty up. bites. But pretty soon, you know, I don't know when, but there's going to be a time when we're going to stop posting Cinemaster podcasts on the Big Geek feed, and it's just Big Geek feed is going to be for Big Geek episodes. Bit only. Geek only. Mm-hmm. And even though we're all part of the same family, and you can expect crossovers in the future, uh, I really would like to uh, to drive home the fact that if you're if you're listening just solely for Cinemasters Universe, uh, you you might want to go ahead and do a search for Cinemasters of the Universe. We got and, you. Yeah, just do a search for us in your whatever whatever application it is you use to to listen to podcasts. Uh, do a search, you'll find the awesome graphic the awesome artwork of of us as cartoons sitting in a movie theater and you can just subscribe to that and while you're at it why don't you just leave us a nice review just leave us a nice five-star review tell uh, us how much you love us just let us know how much you love us tell us how we good need we're that doing. validation leave out all the negative things we don't need to yeah hear i got it we we got enough negative our our, our self-esteem is so low <laughs> yeah we just need to hear only the good. We care yes. not for your constructive criticism. Just leave people those people who are dead and buried, <laughs> six feet in the ground, six feet below sea level, have more self esteem. They feel better about themselves on the regular people than who I do. Died from the Rona. People who have died. And this the, the just another point of housekeeping. Because it's just it's the flag that I've you know it's it's the it's the load that I have been given to bear in this world mm-hmm. is this is an anti-suicide <laughs> the podcast rot- the rotting corpse of Jonathan Brandis Jonathan Brandis is a is a continuous reminder <laughs> of the negative effects of suicide this hashtag not me too we don't want anybody else hashtag not me too is what we're, not me we're too trying to start that hashtag. Not me too. I'm not going to commit suicide Don't like Jonathan Brandis. Not me Don't too. Don't do it. Don't do it. You we are firmly us, against you it. You robbed us of so many great future projects. Yeah. Do you know how many how many of those Stargate shows there were? 
Do you know how we many had one Seagate. sequels we could have enjoyed? Oh, Chuck think Norris about what is he could still be doing right now, man. <laughs> think about what he could be doing right now as an adult actor, a la Fred Savage. Mm. We could be getting all kinds of content. For it could have been Brandis. him that was duct taped to a bed in the yeah. Deadpool three. He could be in Deadpool yep. three. Yep, we could have had we could have had some great Sequest uh, in jokes. Is there we anything more glorious in the '90s than Jonathan Brandis's hair? I don't think so. Don't did think you so see Neverending Story two? Because I sure did, and it changed <laughs> oh, you my know life. I did. It changed my life <laughs> in ways I don't care to comment on right now because it's very personal. I'll comment on them. Jonathan Brandis's hair changed my life, and I, I'm, I'll say it on the top of a mountain. <laughs> yeah, I will scream it from a mountain top. But all of the housekeeping aside, and those are all great points, by the way. Hashtag not yes. me too. Um, the reason we're here for this particular episode, and we don't do these enough, but but you know, because we we're we're in our we have our little routine, we have our feature presentations, we have our coming attractions, uh, you know, like all the the whole the whole thing we do. We we've been at this for over a year now, going on. Yeah. Going on possibly two years. I don't know. With the Rona, like time, time just doesn't November. mean anything anymore. <laughs> no. I don't even know. I don't even know what year it is anymore. But something we don't do a whole lot is is pay attention to uh, movies that just came out and uh, reviews. We don't do a whole lot of reviews. We don't. Uh, but I do enjoy them. Uh, it is fun to do. And uh, we, we both saw a new movie over the weekend. Uh, Which is rare. Yeah. We don't and, get new movies. Nowadays, yeah. So this is uh, this is smack, we're smack dab in the COVID nineteen pandemic times, and there have been very few new releases out. Of course, theaters are shut down. They're, they'll be reopening, depending on what neck of the woods you live in. Over the next, you know, maybe some theaters are open now. Some places I don't know, but at least in our neck of the woods, movie theaters won't be opening for another month, month and a half. Something like that. But even if they do open, Ridiculous. what are they going to show? We don't know. Sidekicks. Sidekicks. <laughs> well, they are. They are going to be showing like some classic films, like at a at a cheap and like a cheaper price. You, you know, if you haven't seen Back to the Future, you're going to get an opportunity probably to see that in theaters. Uh, I I'll I'll be looking for Gremlins. If Gremlins if Gremlins sh- shows its face. Even during these times, like I may be tempted to go see that in theaters because I never got a chance to see that back in the day. Uh, but yeah, we're we're here to talk about the Scoob, Scooby Doo, Scoob from 2020, released by Warner Brothers Animation Studio, the people who brought you Leg Lego. They brought Lego movies, right? The Lego movies yes. and the Ninjago Batman, Lego Batman. Uh, you know, in, in in terms of or the grand scheme of animation, they're not up there with, you know, Disney and and you know Sony Sky. What I what is it? What, what is this? Is it just so well, there's Sony Pictures and there's Sky who does like the Ice Age movies and things. Oh yeah, Dream, uh, DreamWorks. Well, well, there's DreamWorks too. Yeah, there's a lot of animation studios, but Warner Brothers I feel like is relatively small compared to some of the others. Uh, but they they do have some big hits, and and Scooby Doo is a property, a Hanna Barbera property. Uh, so I was going to ask you, does does Warner Brothers own Hanna Barbera now, or did they just get the rights to the Scooby Doo? Because in the Scooby Doo movie, there's there's a lot of references to old Hanna Barbera cartoons throughout well, the movie. And one of the things I was reading after after the fact was this movie is supposedly 
launching uh, a Hanna-Barbera cinematic universe. That's cool. Oh, Jesus Christ. Sorry about that noise. Yeah, that's cool. I, I like the idea of that. Um, so, yeah, with, in, you know, like in, in lieu of um, no movies being released in theaters, like we've been doing a couple of this, the state of the cinematic union, like we've done a couple of those episodes. Scoob has come up in in conversations, you know, like following, of course, Trolls, uh, World Tour. A lot of a lot of people are looking at Scoob like, what's Scoob going to do? Like, you know, is are, is AMC going to throw the gauntlet down on not only Universe, but also Warner Brothers now? Uh, I'm I'm looking right now at uh, the Wikipedia page for list of Warner Brothers animation projects or productions. Okay. And they have, um, which it's not directly connected because it's not Hanna-Barbera, but they have a Tom and Jerry movie apparently slated for December of this year. Oh, very nice. Um, Love but then Tom they and also, Jerry. yeah, they have, uh, is there Coyote a Chili Willy movie possibly coming out? <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> I know there was a Woody Woodpecker movie that came out via Netflix, like direct to Netflix. That was like nightmare fuel. Look, that looked terrible. That it was not as bad as I thought it would be, okay. but it was not great either. <laughs> not great, also. Um, but they have they have the Flintstones, Wacky Racers, very nice. and the Jetsons, very nice, all on the slate for some point there. So they're they're putting a, they're putting a lot on on Scooby Doo, and even from I mean, like you said, there were I mean, there were several references to other Hanna Barbera. Oh my um, gosh, so many projects within Scooby Doo. So Scoob. Um, so with with VOD, a movie that's bypassed theatrical a theatrical run, it's going straight to VOD. I think this movie was originally supposed to come out in April. I think that's right. Yeah, and they got delayed to May, and they were just going to release a VOD. You could rent it and and or own it, which which is what I did. I went ahead and bought, paid the twenty five bucks to to own it. Same here. Uh, we've watched it three times already. I've been awake for one of those times. <laughs> I've only, yeah, I've I've only watched it the one time. Yeah. I didn't have my kids this weekend. Otherwise, I'm sure we probably will, I'm sure we'll watch it more this coming weekend. And although you know we we kind of talked about this, we've explored it a bit. Numbers are a little iffy because VOD is not quite like cinema. The numbers aren't necessarily available to everyone right away. But from what I understand, Scoob is a hit. You know, like it it ranked number one in VOD sales across all of the services. You know, your iTunes, your Fandangos, everybody. Which is something yeah. that Trolls World Worldwide or World Tour did not even do. I think it debuted at number two. Yeah, they're they're saying this one is presumably going to do even better than Trolls World Tour, which is interesting. Very very yeah. interesting. Uh, you, you and I, and it, this this could also be like a de facto two point five version of State of the yeah. State of the Cinematic Union. Uh, I, I was talking to you earlier about well, and I got it wrong. I I thought I read a, a read an article that Bill and Ted Face the Music was going straight to VOD, but what I I kind of jumped the gun because it was really just sort of like an article saying like it could jump to VOD. They're uh, they're they're talking about it. Yeah. It's it's at least being discussed at this point, and I think um, not not to go too heavily into like uh, just another State of the Union kind of thing, but right. you know, I think this is one of the things that we did talk about was you know after Scoob because we had kind of this phenomenon when Trolls came out, mm-hmm. and you and know, it did that very seemed, well. Apparently, it seemed it, to do very well. It was well. more profitable to them than the original 
Trolls yeah. movie, which I don't necessarily understand the numbers, but you know, their their Universal CEO came out and said this this movie's doing very well for us. Yeah, and so I mean, Scoob, they're um, as a Warner Brothers, and you know, I, I'm still kind of curious. I mean, we haven't heard any. I've not heard of any retort back since no Universal, just re- yet. Universal yeah. responded to AMC's business. So that all that was what we talked about the last time. Yeah. And Warner Brothers now has done done the same thing. They've mm-hmm. released a movie to VOD and there's not been any more conversation about about that from But to be fair, the they've yet chains. to say anything. They've yet to make a statement saying like, Well, we're gonna yeah. release every like future movies like Tenant day and date. Yes. They haven't done that. So yet. So, but this one was Scoob. (laughs) Yeah. Scoob is, uh, you know, with it doing as well as it did in, in the times ahead when things are just uncertain, because like you said, I mean, nobody really knows exactly when all the theaters are going to get opened back up. And even when they do, what are they going to be playing? I mean, how are they, how are they going to get, build that momentum back up to where, okay, now we have, because they're talking tenant. I mean, they're not that anybody necessarily thought like that movie's just going to blow everything out of the water because um, the last couple, I mean, probably since Inception, Chris Nolan's movies have not hit as hard as yeah, Inception. Yeah, Dunkirk did. was not a commercial. Yeah, Dunkirk and like, Interstellar. Yeah. And they're, I think well, Interstellar was a pretty big hit, but Dunkirk was absolutely not a big hit. Yeah. They, I mean, they were, they, Interstellar was bigger than Dunkirk, but I think Inception is probably the last really big. Well, the trajectory uh, is downhill for sure. Yes. Yeah. So tenant, I mean, even even if all things were normal, I don't think they had huge uh, aspirations for tenant, but they've been diminished because yeah, no one um, no one knows if by July seventeenth people are going to be able even able to go to theaters, and if they are, what that's going to look like. So right, we don't know. Scoob, but doing as well as it did is just another plot point in that um, that. Uh, well, VOD release is to me. I mean, if things hold sway, and I think they will, is two and zero right now. You know, like we've yet to have a exactly. Bomb. So, but but I mean, you know, it's again, it's like one of those things where like Scoob doesn't have any competition. What what was number two in VOD? What was number three in VOD? I think um, I think Capone was number two. Yeah, Capone was number two. Number three was Trolls. But you have these like situations where like movies like Tombstone, a movie that's going on thirty years old, thirty thirty five years old, was you know in the top five and in, in VOD sales because you know like iTunes would have a sale or something. So yeah, th- this isn't this can't be this is not a one for one replacement of box office numbers. You know, like it's such a weird scenario still, but it it is interesting. It is interesting that you know like. But how many studios are going to like these other studios that they may not have an animated film to roll out there. Who's going to be the first to, to push one of their bigger summer flicks out there. Yes. I liked your example of the quiet place too. Like why not maybe do a quiet place too, which was, yeah. had to be close to being completed. Uh, it's just, just to see what it does. And I think it would do really well. I think it would do quite well. Well, cause I mean the, the, the biggest part of a lot of, a lot of what they're not having, because even even some one of the things I was reading um, when I was looking for numbers on Scoob is one of the things that you know where people are kind of determining the you know that we probably the the reality that we'll probably see more things come out on VOD mm-hmm. is backed by the idea that really right now 
if movies were going to be returning to the theaters, I mean, even some of the stuff that's that's still on, like Mulan is slated for July, July or August. Yeah. Which has um, already been then, pushed once. Yeah, it's already been pushed once. And then Wonder Woman, I think, is slated for August. And that got that got pushed. That's been pushed a couple of times. Yeah. But even again, pushed out to August. So, some of these, I mean, like they've done advertising campaigns. I mean, they've released trailers for some of these things. So they've already put advertising dollars into these. But some of it is if they're going to get people to come to theaters, they're going to have to start ramping back up some of that advertising to let people mm-hmm. know, hey, these are actually going to be in theaters. Right. You should really try and go. And if they're not going to do that, because th- that's one of those things with the VOD where Scoob, you know, because they put some money into the advertising for it because we'd A seen little bit, yeah. I was seeing ads in theaters before the shutdown. But, the, you know, for them to say, we did this well with Scoob financially without having to put as much emphasis on the advertising. We really just like, hey, we're going to release it on this day mm-hmm. and we'll do some internet advertising and well, stuff Well, they advertise like pretty heavily on Disney uh, yeah. for like a couple of weeks leading up to the release of Scoob. My kids, you know, like they're watching uh, Bluey, you know, on Disney Junior or whatever and like a, a, an ad for Scoob would come on. So they were very, they were well aware just as if yeah. it was being released in theaters. Like Scoob is coming out in two weeks. Scoob is coming out next Friday. Are we going to rent Scoob? Yes, we're going to rent yeah. Scoob. So we will have scoop money still being spent, but at a much lower scale, the the cost is it's much, much lower. I assume than, than what it is if it were to be on a full scale uh, theatrical release. Yeah. So and that's one of the with Scoob doing as well as it did. And I think, I think it did. I mean, in my estimation, it did well because it was worth watching. It was a good movie. I was ha- I was very happy. It with has it. some it has some celebrity name recognition. Scoob is a property that parents grew up with. Scooby Doo. They're gonna they're gonna want to show their kids Scooby Doo. Uh, Scooby Doo never has really gone away. It's another one of those like Sonic yeah. scenarios where like they're still making new episodes of Scooby Doo. Like it keeps getting rebooted uh, via Nickelodeon or or Cartoon Network or wherever. Uh, there's there's feature length uh, movies released on you know home video like there's like Kiss and like there's wrestling yeah. crossovers with Scooby Doo there's all kinds of things with Scooby Doo so like Scooby Doo never went away which is cool uh, but yeah what 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 would happen if you had like a new property to, to go out there like we we've yet to see that just quite yet like Trolls was had an audience already Scooby yes. had an audience from you know. Uh, from like kids to to us and like our parents maybe even like Scoob goes back to the sixties seventies I yeah I think like late sixties late sixties for sure yeah so Scoob goes way back so you know and Scooby Doo is just awesome like everybody loves Scooby Doo but what but one but, and we're gonna get into this I'm sure when we get into the actual review the meat of the review so many old Hanna Barbera properties showed up in this thing that yes. I don't think maybe kids would be necessarily hip to, you know, that was one of the things that was really fun for, um, cause I, I, I bought it on uh, Friday mm-hmm. and we, uh, on Thursday was, uh, was Tucker's birthday turned six. And yeah. so Friday, happy took birthday, off work. Tucker, <clears throat> happy <laughs> birthday, Tuck. He had a, he had a blast. Yeah. We, we went over to Auntie Kate and uncle Hans's house where his cousins are, um, Jack and Annabelle, they're both, uh, let's see, they're, I'm trying to remember how old everybody is now. They're six, they'll be seven in, in July, um, or in August. And, uh, then there's Macy and, and, uh, Marshall. So we had all, we had all the cousins there together 
and we had uh, a, we had McDonald's for lunch, and they painted a, a, a painting with Nana when she came over, and then we all went down to the the Boots Family Theater, and mm-hmm. we watched Scoob, and that was. Uh, and er, I mean, all the kids loved it, and mm-hmm. they they were they were soaking it in, yeah. and it was great because there was th- one of the things that I really love about modern animation that I think this is for I mean for Warner Warner Brothers animation not being a huge player in it, uh, DreamWorks I think was really on the ball with it, and Pixar I think did an a, a equally as uh, as good uh, of a job integrating the the. All of the story and the animation and the colors and all the stuff that kids gravitate towards, mm. but then adding something into where the parents can enjoy it on a different level. Some of the yeah. jokes that go over kids' heads, and in this case, the references. That well, I the love Simon that. Cowell thing was a bit. <laughs> that was that was my one. It was, was like really weird. What is this? <laughs> Why is this a thing? Do kids know who Simon Cowell is? Does he still like, like? Does he still critique singers and some? I guess he does. I was like, because he he does that uh, America's Got Talent show. That's true. That's true. But it, it's it's one of those I'm like, I, I was like that was that was my one thing about the movie where I'm like, <laughs> that was weird. What is this? <laughs> Why is this a thing? I, I actually have some criticisms for this movie more more maybe than you, <coughs> but we'll get into it. I I want to say I will say though the overall I was pleased with the movie, um, but. But yeah, back back to your your experience with with Tucker's birthday and the cousins. Oh, they I mean they they were they were eating, I mean eating it up. We had Scooby Doo themed snacks. We had mm. uh, the graham crackers and we had fruit snacks. And the Adorable. kids all they got Adorable. they got their blankets and they had pillow. They were all snuggled up together. And I mean, um, I none none of the, I mean all the kids. I mean you got kids. Um, Macy, she's the youngest at uh, three. She'll be four in July. All, all the kids were just totally tuned into it. I mean, oh, no, my kids take, love this movie. They, we didn't take bath breaks. They're like we quoting back lines. You know, like we've oh, watched it, was it three great. times now. And when you know, like there are certain scenes, like they're already. It's like it's like Anchorman level quoting. Oh yeah, you know, like they're just busting. There were up. great lines. <laughs> great, I mean, like there were. I mean, there were times. Where, I mean, I'm sitting there, like I'm laughing out loud because like that was really funny. Yeah. And the kids are looking at me like, "Why are you laughing at that?" It's like it went over your head. It was meant for me to laugh at. It. <laughs> So let's, it was really funny. Let's talk about the the players of this movie. So like it's a it's a Scooby Doo movie, but you have a you have a pretty all starry cast of voice talent. Really, yeah. You you don't have your usual suspects. Like I mean, you do have Frank Welker who grew yes. who, who bust you know cut his teeth. You know, like Frank Welker is a legendary voice actor, and he was the original uh, Fred. He did yep. Fred, but you know, like Fred Welker is one of the few. You know, like he he does Scooby Doo in this movie. Uh, but but for the most part, you got Will Forte voicing Shaggy, which took yes. me a minute to get past. That. The same here. I had to, I had to look it up. I was like, who is this? Yeah. Why am I not? It doesn't like, sound oh, like is. Will Forte, but at the same time, it doesn't really sound like Shaggy either. Like it feels like somebody's in doing their best impersonation of Shaggy. Yeah. And when I saw that it was Will Forte, I was like, oh, it's like even after three times, I'm like, it's a good, it's good, it's a better Shaggy than I could do. But you know, it's you know, you you was like, well, you can't have Casey Kasem. So. <laughs> yeah. What what I what I did is I just I settled into, I was like, okay, we're gonna with with this voice, we're going for something in the ballpark. Yeah. But they're just gonna make it new and different. Right. Like not one eighty. Like oh, this is totally like I don't even recognize it. 
we're going to go with something in, that's in that ballpark, mm-hmm. but we're just going to let Will Forte do his voice, and yeah. that's just the new Shaggy. I was he, like, okay, he did fine. I'll just roll he with he that. did okay. He did fine. Uh, so you got Zach Efron, who's a big name star. He's doing yes. Fred. Uh, Amanda Seyfried. Seyfried. Yeah, I never know how to say her last yeah, name. Yeah, she's Daphne. Uh, you have Ken Jong is Dynamite, which I was I was so excited to see Dynamite. I, I really enjoyed that. I I had forgotten about Dynamite, and to see him featured so heavily in this movie was great. And then of course with Dynamite, you had Blue Falcon, and you, so you got your your big marquee name, Mark Wahlberg, is Blue Falcon. That was fantastic. Yes, I I totally dig Mark Wahlberg. I I really like when he harness like when he hones his comedic side. I love him. Uh, Gina Rodriguez, who's it's a name I'm not really familiar with, is Velma. Uh, and then who? Oh, you have Tracy Morgan as Captain Caveman, which was an d- interesting uh, take. It was basically Tracy Morgan, you know. <laughs> which that was the thing is like, okay, this works well enough because really and truly, like, if I was going to put a person, uh, just any person, mm-hmm. as Captain Caveman in real life, right. I think I, I think I would nudge like yeah Tracy Morgan. Like, <laughs> Why he's, not Tracy Morgan? <laughs> I mean he's re- I mean like just as a person he's probably the closest person we have to Captain Caveman. But see just like less when I think Tracy Morgan like I don't I I don't necessarily think I would trust him to do him but he he must be a fan of of Captain Caveman because he totally did it justice. Oh he totally did. Yeah uh, and then of course uh, Jason Isaacs plays Dick Dastardly which again. You know, Dick Dastardly and Muttley. Like, I was just so excited to see Dick Dastardly. Billy West as Muttley. Yes. And and uh, so Jason Isaac is a, is a he's, he's kind of like a character actor. He was uh, the, the, the Malfoy. Malfoy. Yes, he was the. Lucius Malfoy. Lucius Malfoy. He, he's been in movies like uh, The Patriot and some other shit. So he, he's just like your, proto, he's just like your British guy. You're you're dependable British actor, but he's he's really good in this. Uh, so th- those are like your main character, you know. Your and then voices. Simon Cowell as and himself. Simon Cowell is himself as Simon Cowell, which, like you said before, is like what? What? <laughs> like, why is he in like, this? He's in it twice. <laughs> he gets like two like, appearances. He's in, it in the beginning, and then he's in it at the end. If you're like, why is Simon? It Cowell feels like kind of out of touch. Like sometimes, like you know, watch an animated movie that feels a little bit out of touch for youngsters. Like no kid is gonna know who Simon Cowell is. They're just not gonna get it. And and that was because that was the my masked thing. singer who Kim Jong is. I think I'll can, yeah uh, I, judge. But <laughs> that's that's a show that like younger kids can at least get. You know, like yeah. oh, masked singer. Like what American Idol? America's Got Talent. Like nobody gets that. That that was why I was like, I mean. It, it, it read specifically for adults and I'm just like, but as an adult, why? Like you could, I mean, at this point it's like, put it Tom Selleck in there, put, you know, but she's just there just to put be whoever. an ass basically just to be kind of an ass and, and cast doubt. I suppose for shaggy. Yeah, I was just like, what? But this, like, cause it was, it was just like, okay. Cause I don't, I mean, I really, I mean, uh, there, I read uh, in, you know, reading up what other people are saying about Scoob. Because I think it was, uh, I want to say it was The Guardian mm-hmm. gave it like two stars out of five. And I'm just like. Ugh. It didn't, it hasn't reviewed what really well. And uh, I think, I think it's one of those things like sometimes I just want to be like, you know, I don't, I don't, I mean, f- for me, I guess animated movies, I don't have the bar set all that high. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, I mean, like, because. But again, you, I do. It's uh, like again, like if Pixar. But Pick, I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hijack your thought. No, 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 no. Fin, you're, finish no, your thought. Finish your thought. The, the that was because uh, like you can because I mean, you can go on Netflix and you can go on Hulu and you can I mean you can go on a lot of the streaming services and there are people that are pumping out genuine crap <laughs> animation. I mean, it's funny that I mean, like, you say that, but please continue. You can because you can find movies on there like what in the like. They're cheap knockoffs of the big studio properties. They're just, I mean. Is this the Hallmark so, Channel version oh, of like, animation? This is, <laughs> I, I, and because the thing is, like, my kids, like, I'll turn it on. The kids will sit down like, oh, that was great. Can we watch it again? I was like, why? Why would you watch that? Because the thing is, the kids don't care. <laughs> no, they don't they know don't. who the voice actors are. Yeah. They, they're not paying attention to the story and the plot. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's nice they're to have some of that for me. They're developing a taste. They're developing yeah. a taste. This is their, this is their low bar. <laughs> It's only it's, up it's, from here. <laughs> it, like, I mean, the Simon Simon Cowell thing threw me. There were a couple other I things. I watched Herbie Goes to Monte Carlo like a million times when I was a kid. Yeah. I acknowledge now that movie's sh- dog shit, but I loved oh, yeah. it when I was a kid. I mean, there's like, I'll, I'll turn on stuff because we, you know, we do Rad Dads. And so mm-hmm. we'll go back and we'll revisit some properties. And there's times where I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to use this for Rad Dads because this movie, like, <laughs> I don't want to watch this movie again because yeah. it's actual garbage. He's right. just the worst. But I think I think that's why it's like it's not that I'm just going to give animated movies a total pass. Mm-hmm. But it's it's one of those where it's like I think there's a part where like when I'm reading a review and somebody's just really just chomping down on Scoob and I'm like, yeah. it's Scooby Doo, man. Yeah. It's like you know if you want to if you want to rip Daniel Day Lewis because like well he wasn't <laughs> as believable as Lincoln right. as I thought he would be. It's like okay that's you know that's somebody putting together. And I was like, and it's not that you you can't critique an animated movie, but it's when I was I'm like, okay, this movie was put out. I'm like, this movie wasn't put out for me, and all the kids loved it. So I'm yeah. like, yeah. I was like, I would have done this. I wouldn't have put Simon Cowell in it. The, that was the people who are judging it harshly clearly don't have kids of their own. Yeah, I'm like uh, this movie. Like if you if you had kids, like your kids would watch this movie 500 times, and yeah. every time they would they're like they would love it. My kids want to watch it again already. You know, we watched yeah. it three times in three days and they already want to watch it again. So like to me, like as you know, like I was a kid once <laughs> and I know like there were movies like, you know, like a Mary Poppins, like kind of things. Like I just wanted to watch it all the time. Like I just, it, yeah. for whatever it was, it spoke to me and you know, like, and I, I've exposed my kids to some quote unquote classic rad dads type movies. They haven't been asked. They, they haven't wanted to watch the rocketeer again yeah. they haven't asked to watch you know um the wizard again but they sure want to watch the scooby-doo movie again i will say we watch rudy a lot in my house now i will say let, let, as as an adult as a as a scooby-doo fan i will go ahead and say a couple of things here here's here's my critiques of the movie let's get let's get into some critiques <laughs> let's just get because it's not infallible let's get yeah, some critiques. no no, no. Let, let's just get my bad out of the way first and i will be happy to acknowledge the good too but, uh, you know, like I, I'm a like, let's hear the bad news first time type, type of guy. I like to end on a good note. Um, there we go. So I know the movie didn't have an extremely large budget. Um, I think it's in the 60, 70 million dollar range, which is pretty cheap for an animated feature film. Yeah. Trolls. And had it, what, to 90, me, 95? it looks like a movie that was made on a budget. Uh, I, I'm looking at this thing and I'm used to films from from Sony 
you know, like I look at movies like a Spider-Man or in particular, especially like a Pixar movie. Yeah. You, you look at like the hair, like there's individual fine hairs, you know, like there, there's just so much detail. Like I watched a movie like Onward recently. There's so much yeah. detail in the movie. It just looks expensive. When I'm watching and I've watched the Scoob movie three times, every time I'm looking at this, I'm like, this looks like a Netflix movie. <laughs> to me, it looks so budget. Uh, yes, the the animation quality, I will I will definitely give you. You know, we we have been conditioned by the major studios yeah. with, with the release of this caliber. If you were to put this up against an Onward or any right. of those other ones, right. this guy would this would clearly fall behind the rest of them. Right. And 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 I I have to judge it for that. Like I'm looking at yeah. this and like you know and it's it's like made in 3D and there's a, there's a lot of rotating of the assets like doing a 3D motion, and there's just not a ton of detail in like the backgrounds. There's not a ton of there's like hardly any detail in the hair. You know you look at Scooby Doo like there's not a lot of detail in his fur. Like it just to me it looks really budget and cheap. Uh, and and it and it was made for a little like not and like it didn't have a high budget and on top of that it's got like guys like Mark Wahlberg who isn't cheap to employ no you know? he's he's no you, know, you you maybe you can get a Zac Efron for like a decent price you can get him the Amanda uh, Seyfried whatever you say her name for a, yeah. a decent price Frank Welker works for lunch you know like he does everything like he's just part of the of the cog the animation Will Forte was happy you called him Will Forte is happy you called him although he was great in, in Good Boys my, my wife and I watched that movie she loved that by the way she loved Good Boys um, but yeah he's he's more or less happy you called him but a lot of that budget probably went to like a Mark Wahlberg and a Zac Efron I, I could see I could see that yeah so you know to me it it's difficult to get past the the look of the movie. Like it just looks really cheap, and I would expect a bit more from Warner Brothers and their Anna. Because like Lego doesn't look cheap. The Lego no. movies look expensive. Yeah. Um. So I, I am a bit disappointed, and a part of me wonders like, was this? Does this look like this because it didn't get enough? Like it didn't get as much time in like the incubator that. You know, like we talked in the recently, especially in the state of the cinemasters or the state of the cinemas episodes where, you know, you get these special effects heavy movies. They don't get that like movies are getting pushed possibly also due to, you know, like, yeah, part of it's because they don't they know they're not going to get a full theater. Another part of it may just be because it's not done yet. (laughs) Yeah, we're not finished. We're not quite finished. And are we seeing that with the Scooby Doo movie? Did and, it, did it I, need a little more time? Did it need a little more money to look theatrical ready? Like this, to, it really did remind me of like a high quality Netflix film. And you it, know, you, you had like the what was it? The Captain Underpants movie that got released in theaters and it had yeah. a distinct style and it looked good. Yep. But then you had like a series for you know for the, Netflix. Yeah, and and it looked it was faithful to the movie, but it's. It's it was toned down. It's toned down. It's cheaper looking. Same yep. thing with the bot. The, you know the Boss Baby show. So it, and it with felt, trolls. Yes, they, and trolls. Like it. It's like it's it's just it's a tier below theater level quality to me. And like I kept. I hate that I recognize this, and I hate that it was a drawback. Like I hate that it was a sticking point for me. But I'm, I watched it three times, and like every time I'm watching this, and I'm going like, this doesn't feel like a theatrical release. <laughs> well, that, that's that's a, that's a really valid point because I mean, it makes it makes me curious. You know, they 
I think I mean I think they you know playing the decision to go VOD with this one, I think it plays it plays to their hand well, mm. but I think if they are hoping that this is a springboard for other uh, other properties that they want to bring to the forefront, it does make me curious if this one had been released theatrically, um, and it, would it have would it have done as well as it did if it was up against other stuff? Yeah. If, if it was... If it was up against movies like Black Widow, would it have done as well? Yeah. Would it have really, you know, claimed The weekend as as soundly as it did? And if, you know... I think because, it probably would have because it's just a family movie. It's an anime. It's a, it's a known entity. It probably would have. But I think, like, being released on VOD and there not being really any other competition in town really lends it it's like it's a good thing for Warner Brothers. Well, because if they're, I mean, if this is supposed to be their springboard, and they're going to get emboldened by the fact that this did as well as it did, mm-hmm. you know, if they have all these plans for a Flintstones and a Jetsons and a Wacky Racers and right. and all these other Hanna, because I mean, there's a number of references within the within the movie to other mm-hmm. Hanna Barbera properties. Yeah, you had that, Hong Kong Fui, you had the you Laugh had Hon- Olympics. Like, there's the one scene. Yep. In, <clears throat> where Dick Dastardly is chasing him into the fun park and they they kind of they 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 barricade themselves into an arcade and like within a 5 second period you got like Hong Kong Fui, Laugh Olympics. There was like some other thing that I can't think of off the top of my head. They had when they were when um then when they were driving out to the amusement park they had a a sign that had Squiddly Diddly on it. Yeah. Um, and in the closing credits, they have like Jabberjaw, they they Jabberjaw, like, you know, McGilla Gorilla. Like there, there's yeah, just so they have many. The, um, People's Pet Shop was referenced earlier in the movie, mm. which was McGilla Gorilla. That mm-hmm. was that was where he came from in the Hanna Barbera. And I'm all universe. about some Hanna Barbera. Like I grew up during that time. I want to see these movies. They have a ton. I mean, they have so many characters. Yeah. That if they were to do this, it. But to your point. You know, it'll be I'll be curious if, you know, if a couple of years from now, you know, we're we're looking at a, a Flintstones movie or a or a Jetsons movie um, are, you know, if they come to the table with, the, you know, if 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 this was the look they were going for mm-hmm. and they did well because of, you know, the circumstances we find ourselves in, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I think to your point, you know, if you were to if you were to put this up against a lot of the other animated films that are coming out, mm-hmm. you know, you put it up against a, 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 soul. a Minions movie or yeah, or, yeah, Soul. I mean, any of the things that other studios they would are look out, like dog shit compared to those it, other. Movies. I mean, if you put it next to something, you'd say ah, this really doesn't measure up, and right. you know, because one of the things about Scooby Doo is it does have a lot of name recognition and it does have a, it has a lot of that behind it. But one of the things I was reading uh, earlier today that I think, you know, it was, I'm glad they were able to overcome is there, the market is flooded with Scooby-Doo stuff as it, I mean, you have access to all of the Scooby-Doo cartoons. They, they are, they're, you know, Hey, this yeah. week they're hanging out with kiss next week. They're hanging out with John Cena. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, it's not like kids are deprived of Scooby-Doo. No, they're not. There's plenty out there. So yeah. it's one of those like the market is flooded. It's not like people are clamoring for another Scooby-Doo. They just right. offered it and people were like, right. Oh, this is fun. Yeah. As the Flintstones is, I mean, it, it's another you know, story. That's yeah. That's that's you got not fruity one. pebbles, but other than fruity pebbles, what Flintstones? Kid, kids aren't you know they're not <laughs> you know inundated with Flintstones. They're not no. inundated with the Jetsons. They don't even know what Laugh Olympics are. Right. <laughs> Wacky racers. So some of these things is like, if you guys you know if you want if you want to create a universe out of this, I do hope to your point that they that they take a little stock in you know comparatively saying all right next outing 
we got to, we got to up the budget some and we got to really, you know, hammer down on some of this animation because, you know, if we're just going to come out here with, yeah, here's our sketchbook full of doodles. <laughs> that's not, that's not going to, that's not going to yeah. play against a Pixar because I mean, Onward, yeah, it's Onward didn't do as well as everyone was hoping it would. And that movie I did was not really expect, well I don't crafted. think either one of us expected Onward to do like Toy Story 4 no. numbers. I think we were pretty right on with our projections with yeah. that, but but it's a quality movie. Like it's yeah, a for, great, great film. For as much as it unfortunately struggled in the box office, and yeah. it was met with you know it was, came out right at the beginning of all this, so it was yeah. really just got you know it was like one of the first sucker casualties of the Rona. Yeah, but uh, but it's but good. Yeah, it's a good movie. It's yeah. a really well. I mean, if you just go off the visuals, mm-hmm. it is an um, oh, I mean, far and away, gorgeous. far and away higher quality than a Scooby Doo movie. It deserves better than it. It, that it got, yeah. I think. Yep. But you know, circumstances as they are, uh, it, it'll. Well, Soul's not supposed to come out until November, right? Yeah, Soul's been pushed back because yeah, that was Soul, that Soul's was going to get a theatrical release of some kind. What we don't know what that's going to look like, but it's going to get a theatrical release. Um, but yeah, th- this Scooby movie. Let, well, I guess we'll let's just be fair to Scooby. We'll we'll get back to the movie. Like I just wanted to get the criticism of. Uh, the visuals out of the way it it does you know it's very budget looking but its spirit and its heart and its voice talent is not budget you know like they they did spend some time and if you're a Hannibar if you're a Hannibar if you grew up with Hanna-Barbera and you're familiar with these characters you couldn't you can't help but love fall in love with the movie for like it's yeah it's, it's treatment of these characters like seeing Muttley you know, show up. Like I, I was, I, I, I got really excited when, when I knew, cause like I knew Dick Dashley, I knew who he was. Cause like I, I'm, I'm yeah. a fan of the laugh Olympics and shit like that. <laughs> when he starts, when he has like the flashback of Muttley, I knew what was coming. I, and I'm excited for my kids cause they don't have any frame of reference for who Muttley even is. No. So when you do see Muttley at the end of the movie and he's doing all of his little Muttley things, you know, it, it felt so good as a parent. Like, I loved it. Like, I love this movie because of that. So it works on a couple of different levels. Like, it works for me as a as a parent and a Gen Xer who grew up on Scooby-Doo and also Hanna-Barbera. Like, I enjoy it for that. And and it works for them clearly, too, just because it's an animated movie, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's just something for them to watch. Like, uh, hey, this is different. We haven't seen this before. Yeah, but the story is not like anything too special. You know, like Dick Dastardly is the main antagonist of the antagonist of the movie. Uh, what is it? He he's trying to access the treasure of Alexander the Great. Yeah. Uh, there's some portal that you know he it's required. <laughs> he needs a descendant of Alexander the Great's dog to to access the portal. Like he sends Muttley through like a very, uh, uh, Oh gosh, what's the movie? Roland Emmerich movie, a Stargate. It's like a very Stargate esque oh, yeah. kind of scene, uh, which I enjoyed that scene just because I love Stargate, you know, like Muttley gets trapped in that dimension. You got like a very Harry Potter esque scene, you know, like with the, the dog at the end of the movie. Yes. Like that was like straight out of Harry Potter, which is, which is Warner brothers. Yeah, there's just a lot of familiar things. It's like it, it's just one of those things with like nostalgia, like oh, that's a thing that I like. And they're, yeah, they're they're putting it in the movie, and because just because they put it in the movie, I enjoy this. <laughs> uh, but but what 
you know, like I've been hogging this discussion. You, 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 you tell me what you, you think about the movie. Like, obviously I think you, I got a sense that you really enjoyed it. I, yeah, I, I, I was, I was a huge, huge fan of, um, of the blue Falcon. I loved Mark Wahlberg in that role. And mm-hmm. cause they kind of, they kind of swapped out, uh, cause in the cartoon blue Falcon was very serious and he mm-hmm. was, you know, the, the, cause in the movie there's like, it's, that would have been, um, the, the blue Falcon in this one was it Brian, uh, Brian, his yeah. dad, <laughs> yes. his dad, his dad yeah. was that. Was that, Is that I love the gift basket when he's like the book he he's yes. like giving him the the gift basket and he's like you know like no what, what was the name of the book it's like no falcon no falcon around no or falcon something like around that. and then like Brian's book then was just falcon, just falcon <laughs> that was a that was a really funny genuinely hilarious bit they they had I mean they had some there was some good writing I will give a lot of the jokes and they played to the comedic side of of Mark, Mark Wahlberg, Wahlberg really yes. well. I love they, Mark Wahlberg they, in comedies. He's so underrated. I I kept like I'm listening the whole time, and I in my head I just kept kept hearing, "Say hello to your mother." <laughs> so you're a dog, right? What's that all about? <laughs> okay, well it was great to meet you. Say hi to your mother for me, okay? And I, right. I, the goat. And, hey goat. <laughs> hey goat. How you doing? Say hello to your mother for me. It took two or three times before Laura, like, you know, like, cause we'll watch movies and she's, you know, she's shopping for groceries on her phone and she's, she's sort of half paying attention and she's, she's yeah. enjoying it. Okay. The third time we watched the movie, she, she turns to me, she goes, who is that? You know, like it dawned on her that it was like yeah. a celebrity of some kind. An actual and I was like, voice. Like, yeah. I, I was like, it's Mark Wahlberg. And she just kind of like laughed and chuckled. She's like, of course it's Mark Wahlberg. He, I, I liked because in the in the cartoon, Blue Falcon was the very serious mm-hmm. one. He was, and then Dino Mutt was the goofy one. Yeah, and, and it was so like, Dino Mutt was switched it up a little bit. They switched that up to where it's like, okay, Blue Falcon, and it, it was it, because you know they they kind of made that. It's it's funny how it's like they cared that it's like, oh, we need to update Blue Falcon because this was so long. It was like, well, but all of this was back in the sixties and seventies. Absolutely, it was like it was like so okay, but it was. And it was it was one of the, like I, I loved. I mean, there were enough of those. I think the the writing was probably one of my favorite things about the the whole thing because the jokes that were geared towards adults. I mean, I've I found genuinely funny. Like, there's a lot of times <laughs> where like you'd be watching something you're like hmm, that was that was pretty good. Yeah, but it was like there were a number of times where like okay, that was really funny, and like I'm <laughs> laughing out loud. I was like, oh my gosh, that was fantastic. Yeah. So I I think. It, because the story itself is well, the I mean, writing has to be strong because the visuals are not on par yeah. with a lot of the contemporary movies that, that yeah. adults and kids are used to. And and I think because I I think that's the thing I think, um, I I think it was uh, it was one of those where they they just didn't spread their their talent and ability across the board as because the story itself is. I mean, it's it's a kids movie, so it's going to be goofy. Mm-hmm. But e- even within that, it's like okay, it's like a video game. Go here, yeah, go there, go here, go there. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot about it. It's like um, I thought Zach okay, Efron, so, like he did not have many lines, but I, I really feel like he he was able to, you know, inject his Zach Zach Efron because he's like he's very similar to Mark Wahlberg. 
you look yeah. at Zac Efron and he's he's like very famous for like the High School Musical and like the Pretty Boy, but but he thankfully that you know Seth Rogen came along and included him in like the Neighbors movies, and yeah. then he was able he he carved like a comedic you know role out for himself, and he's he's also very funny I think in this role. He, More so he than Daphne and Velma. Like Daphne yeah. and Velma felt very vanilla. Although Daphne did have the cute little line of like, oh, this is like the villain, my dad, like with the actress she yeah. line. That was cute. But I, I like the Jeff I think Zach Efron really stood out in the in the role too. Yeah, they there were I mean that was what I appreciated was like, all right, if I'm gonna sit here and, and you know, really the, the two things I felt like that they really catered to for me as an adult were some of the jokes really landed well mm-hmm. and they made just enough references to other Hanna-Barbera stuff that I was like, yeah. okay, I, I enjoyed those things because yes. the rest of it, you're like, I was waiting for, uh, cause when I saw, I was looking on, you know, cause I was like, who the heck is the voice of Fred? And then I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, Will Forte. Yeah. Okay. Now I hear it. Yeah. yeah and yeah. so I'm, I'm looking at the, at the, at the, the lineup and I was like, okay, Captain Caveman's in this, so like I, <laughs> knowing that he was going to be showing up, mm-hmm. I found myself most of the movies like, okay, when is Captain Caveman? Right. Not like I'm like, oh, Captain Caveman's my favorite, but it's just when I was like, okay, when's the next little? Here's how are they going to work this. Captain Caveman into this? And I'm like, okay, this is going to be. It's like you got Blue Falcon, you got Dynamite, yeah, and it's like I don't know how you're going to work. It's kind of risky. Caveman. It's kind of risky to try and write a story. That's gonna inc- like have a through line. Like, to, how, yeah. how are they gonna thread this needle of all these Hanna Barbera characters? It, it, and I, I, I'm hoping because you know they they did well with this. It's making some money. It was mm-hmm. a fun, you know, it was a fun first movie. You know, it's enjoyable. Um, there's definitely there's definitely some things about it that they they could have done a lot better. Um, and I, I don't know if it's because they didn't throw enough money at it or if it was because, you know, it was done enough and they said mm-hmm. we can release this and we don't need to, you know, yeah, if we had a few more months, then we could really dress it up. But I really feel enough. like if they had if they if they had another 10, 15 million dollars to sink into the movie, it would have been on par with like a, a, at least a Sony movie. Yeah. You know, it, it just oh God, I, I hate to be so art of like so superficial you know, but I, that's just me. I can't help it. Like I, I have a, like animated movies. There is a high bar nowadays, especially when, if it's going to be there, released there really in theaters. Is. So when I, when I see a movie like this, I, I do question when like, wow, is this, this, this movie doesn't belong in theaters. Just feels like something that would have been released on Netflix or, or something, you know? And I know that sounds like a pejorative thing because there are some like quality things like to get released on Netflix, like the Castlevania series. Like there, there's some cool stuff on Netflix, you know, like what, like the Kevin Smith, he man show is going to get, yeah, like, be a, a Netflix thing. Like that's not getting released in theaters, but I would, if you have a Mark Wahlberg and a Zac Efron and the menace, like if you have like these names attached, there's an expectation. I feel like, of, yeah, you know, like I, like I th- I go back to that bowling alley scene where they're you know like Scoob and and Shaggy are getting chased and the cameras artificially being shaken. There's you yeah. know like they they're shaking that via computers. Like there's no real camera being shaken in that yeah. scenario. It's an animated movie. It's like, oh god, like I I just can't get past how ch- budget this thing looks. But but if the writing is good, 
And you had already mentioned like the writing is solid. The adults are into this. Clearly kids are into this. You're, you know, like Tucker dug it. You're, you're, you know, like, you know, cousins, like your nephews and nieces dug it. My kids love it. They want to watch it more times. There's got to be something to that, right? Yeah. And, and I, I think, you know, cause kids, I mean, I think that's because uh, you can, you can go, you, I mean, there's plenty of really just, I mean, especially, especially if you're going to go on animation quality, there's all kinds of crap that we've watched <laughs> on Amazon and Netflix and mm-hmm. Hulu. I'm like yeah. this, uh, they, somebody barfed this out over the weekend. <laughs> I was like this. And, but the, the kids, I, I think that's the thing is like, kids have no discerning, you know, palate when it comes to that yeah. stuff. Cause they're like, Oh, can we watch that again? It's, it's like, no, that was a piece of garbage. Crawl across the floor, you know. Yeah, you're like, yeah. I was like, oh, it's the ant bully. Let's watch the ant bully. He's like, no, let's not. <laughs> no, let's please. show pencils God, in our don't eyes. Maybe watch this. That is not a good movie. Don't. Why? What is wrong? What am I not doing enough of <laughs> that you're okay with this? I need to change something. You need yeah. to set yeah. the bar higher. But it, well, it like is movies like, like kids, like Mars needs moms or whatever. Oh, yeah. Like movies like that, like that whole crap shit you know it just looks bad they do i mean because it is like you know they i mean if you're not going to put the time in it because i i think i think a lot of a lot of what they get away with is you get scoob you get those you get the name recognition Mm -hmm. kids kids are aware of scooby-doo so it's like okay i know that i want to see it yeah it's like i recognize that so i want to see a cartoon dog what's not and you and and you got got frank welker there i mean there's continuity to the property and you and you got enough big names for the adults, like oh, you know Mark Wahlberg, oh let's see Blue Falcon, ah, yeah. you got some you got some of the nostalgia factor for the parents, yeah, as like and for a lot, I mean probably a lot of your casual moviegoers, they're not necessarily going to be as, you know, it might not stick out as much, but I do think that you know if this was just a standalone thing, like yeah we made a Scooby Doo movie, you know we hope that everybody enjoyed it, we want to make a little bit of money, and it's like. Let me ask You're you welcome. this. Let me ask you this. Which movie did you think was better, Trolls World Tour or Scoob? Um, I would I would say I mean I enjoyed Scoob more because it made like I got more out of it from the laughs and the nostalgia. Mm-hmm. But I would say if I if I was going to evaluate them uh, story wise, because mm-hmm. um, I mean clear, clearly visually the uh, Trolls World Tour is. Oh, it looks far, way more expensive. Far better movie yeah. on, on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if I if I was gonna if I was gonna go based on on story and whatnot, I would say Trolls World Tour has a stronger story. Yeah, that really syncs up. I mean, they, they're you well, know they I, have. I, I think Trolls Worldwide is a better a world tour is a better movie. But yeah, I think, my I kids think aren't asking to watch that again. Like they're wanting no. to see Scoob again. Yeah, and and I think. I, I I don't know I don't know where uh, where the why that gets lost in translation I don't understand why because um, we I mean we watched Trolls World Tour because and I think there was a thing too is like we watched Trolls World Tour and the kids paid they paid attention to it mm-hmm. but like when we watched Scoob I mean they were glued to it yeah and they loved it they were laughing they were enjoying it they were oh my gosh and there's just and, enough and, like popular music in there you know yeah and and I think because I and I don't know if that's you know, because the there's, I mean, there because there's Blue I mean, music doing the dab. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I I don't know if it's just they hit enough of those. You know, is is it one of those things? Is like, is this just is it hitting enough of the TikTok kind of you know garbage that 
you know, because, oh, yeah, the, that. He, hey, cause hey, I, hey, be careful now. Our, our listeners might like TikTok. You never know. Uh, our Vietnam listeners. Far, yeah, all the 12-year-olds in Vietnam. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right, though. Like, I don't know what the formula is. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm just an old man yelling at clouds. <laughs> like, I don't know. Well, I mean, because I own Onward, too, and... You know, and onwards available on you know Disney on Plus, uh, Disney yeah. Plus. Right. So on onward is is another recent release that you know is. We should we should make a vow to re- review Artemis Fowl when that comes out. Uh, I've I've low key really been looking forward to that one ever since yeah. I saw the first trailer and I was like, okay, this. I mean, I know it's based on a series of books. I'm not yes. familiar with the books. Yes. But I was like, this looks different and it looks kind yeah. of interesting. I was like, and I it's when I was like, I'm unfortunately really excited to see that. I'm different to see that. doesn't always do well. No. Um, but, and this one, it got pushed back a couple times, and now they're just it going has. straight to Disney+. Plus. It got pushed back a whole year. It was supposed to come out in 2019 originally. Yeah. Yep. I think it was like Never fall of 2019. Never a good thing that the movie gets pushed back a whole no. year. No. And so, yeah, I was like, uh, but I'm I'm hoping that one, I'm hoping that one does well, because it looks, it looks really interesting. Mm-hmm. It could be, I mean, it could be. I think the, being on Disney Plus is going to serve that movie pretty well, actually. I think I think you're right. And VOD, like you, you know, you're you're getting movies like what? What's the latest thing? I, Apple has the new Tom Hanks movie. Oh yeah, uh, I think I saw World War, the World War Two movie that's coming out. Yeah, like, Apple. Has Tom just, Hanks doing a World War Two movie? What? <laughs> yeah, again? <laughs> Are you kidding me? No, no, yeah, but uh, he he's um that that's a thing. So and I think we'd mentioned in the previous state of the this you know cinematic union that uh pete davidson uh, uh yep. judd apatow movie is coming to amazon is it amazon prime or is it netflix i'm, I'm um what sure. one of that, that one's that one i think that one's uh, that one's going vod isn't it oh is it going vod okay i I'm think sorry. it's going you're vod right. you're right you're right you're right actually sorry sorry but oh it's the it's the it, it, well it was the um who played drax um, oh, Dave Batista. Dave, the, that new Dave Batista movie where he's like, like a spy. spy. Like that's, that's coming to one of the streaming services. I don't know when, but it's it was announced that it was. Yeah. So and these, that one, that's another one's got pushed the, back a couple of times. These streaming services that are they're like vying for subscriptions are picking up a lot of these movies that were going to be released in April, May, June, July. You know, like the you know, like movies that weren't going to be two hundred million dollar box office blockbusters. Like a fast, you know, like a like a fast nine, or 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 you know, like what have you. But it's just such an interesting time, and then we find ourselves in. <laughs> Scoob is just like the latest cog in that thing. And I mean, given given all the things, you know, because um, and I probably I probably need to watch it a couple more times um, to to get um, a little bit more out of it. But um, <clears throat> the. You know, I think it did really well mm-hmm. because it was released the way it was and when it was. Mm-hmm. Yes, as it really didn't have any competition. So no. it's when I was like, the well, that's the other thing that, too. Is like Trolls, I think, had at least a little bit of competition, even if if nothing else, from Universal. You know, like you had the Invisible Man movie. Uh, you well, you had movies like Birds of Prey that was, I think, released early on yeah. VOD. Like it had some competition. Scoob had no competition. Nothing. Yeah, <laughs> it had Capone. And World Tour, yeah. which has been out and for as, three or four weeks already. As much as my kids really, really, really wanted to watch Capone, I was just like, "No, nah, <laughs> you guys, it's we the love Tom later Hardy, years. Dad. It's the later years of Capone's life. So yeah. you're not. I mean, like, 
his health is deteriorating. They're going to come after him for tax evasion. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's not what you think it's going to be. Yeah, these are the Geraldo Rivera years right here. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I did just look it up because the Lovebirds with Kamel Nanjiani and Issa Rae, oh. which was, that was supposed to come out at yeah, the end of theaters. April. It was supposed to come out that, that one actually right. comes out this Friday. The is 20, that a Netflix? This Friday? Yeah, it comes out on Netflix the twenty yeah. second, whatever day that is. I don't know what days it are anymore. Camille Nanciani, um, if you if you're a fan yeah. of his, that that one looked really. I, I was going to see that one in theaters because it looked. He's he he does a lot of these you know comedies that I feel like people look at because the Stuber. I loved Stuber. I thought it was great. I loved. I have he had that a small recorded. I, I recorded it because it's on like HBO now, so or maybe Cinemax, but I have it recorded. I'm ready to watch it. I it's when I was like. It's not the funniest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> it looks cute, but it, though. It looks it's fine. One I, was like, it's, I mean, he's a funny guy. Yeah. I really enjoy his brand of comedy. I, yeah. Yeah. And I, so I'm, I'm excited that this is kind of, because I was waiting for this one. So, and the, all the, I mean, the trailers I saw for it looked great. So I, I do like that they're finding ways to still get some of this he's new content. He's a funny dude. Like, I, I like him in Silicon Valley. I like oh, him. He's great. In, yes. Uh, the, the, and, and I, God, you think I'd learn the name of this goddamn movie by now but like the 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 wedding movie with zach efron and uh oh uh mike and dave need wedding yeah. dates yeah but the, when the he brief, does the massage the brief see yeah he's the he's the masseuse guy with the set oh. like the masseuse swing and all that shit. oh yes he's awesome in that he is he's a I funny mean, guy i i loved that the big sick the comedy and that was great yeah the but the, the him and ray romano and I can't wait um, to see the what, what's the Marvel movie that he's supposed to be. The Eternals. Yeah, he oh, got ripped for that. Dude got ripped. Exactly. What is it with these My Marvel gosh. movies, dude? You if you get cast on a Marvel movie, you got like the eight pack going. Oh, because he because he came out and he said because the pictures of him surfaced and he was like, right. okay, I just need to qualify this guy. He's like, yeah. I it had was like, like the Chris six Pratt thing where he got ripped. Yeah. He's like, I had six personal trainers and two dietitians, <laughs> and we were doing this for a year. It's like there is no way in the world I could have just shit done this just on my happen own. by accident. No, I didn't start eating Subway and doing sit-ups at night. I don't love food anymore. It's like I haven't eaten food in like eighteen months. Like what, they just feed me pellets. I don't know. They feed me pellets, and I have to work out twenty-five hours a day. <laughs> just lettuce, no, no dressing. Yeah. No, just little. Yeah, There's a price the, you have to pay. I'm not willing to pay yeah, that price. Like, nope. I eat pizza too often to be in a Marvel movie. <laughs> Donuts and pizza. I love them. I can't like, help I'm, it. I'm can't shooting it. for that Brian Dennehy level. <laughs> R.I.P., baby. R.I.P. Brian Dennehy, Patton Oswalt. That's, if I'm getting into a film, that, that's my niche. <laughs> Character actors. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, it's like I'll play a, you know, I'll play a wily mailman that comes by every, every other scene. Oh shit! So, but but Scoob, you know, like to wrap this to wrap yes. this review up. Um, what would you on a scale of like? We don't really have an official Cinemasters universe scale. on a scale of one to on a scale of F, let's just F. give it one to ten. What would you rate it on a one to one on to a, ten? Oh, oh, no, 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 um, no. You like you like giving letter grades. Give it a letter grade. Uh, let's see. What do I feel like this one? Um. I would say probably prior to prior to discussing it, I probably would have given it a solid B. I feel mm-hmm. like with some of the points you raised that are really valid, I would give <laughs> it. Talk it I, down. I, I would I would give it more of a B minus. B minus is the, what I would give it. Yeah, I think there, B minus is fair. 
it's fun. It's good. It's not like middle of the road, like, ah, take it or leave it. Like, yeah. if you watch it, you'll enjoy it. But right. um, there's, there's, if you, they definitely if you have could. Even the passing of love or interest in Hanna-Barbera, you're going to appreciate this movie. They could have done more to get to an A. That's I think that's yeah. I think that's the fairest thing is if they had put more effort into it. Another forty or fifty million dollars would have gone a lot. Would have done yeah. a, would have gone a long way for this movie. I would think. if they'd had more time and more money mm-hmm. and because I, I, I it's still I mean like it's again there's I don't know that there's a lot of animated movies where you're like wow the story was really compelling right it, in it, Kung it, Fu if it's Panda not a 3. Pixar movie right Pixar is the like lone example of that, that yeah know, it's like this just, I mean there's you get character development you get emotion you get right there's a lot of stuff that Pixar puts together Pixar and, makes me cry you know like yeah. none of the other Pixar was like do that. oh Oh, did you did you think you were just gonna sit here and watch <laughs> the Grinch for two hours? Because no, 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 we nope. are gonna make you regret things in your life. <laughs> yes, we're gonna uh, make you I think, think B- about minus things is that a you did. Grade, do. I I was sitting here thinking to myself, B minus as well. Uh, you know, for for all of its uh, flaws in the in the visual uh, department, I, I think the writing, as you had pointed out, was is good enough. Uh, it it really caters to uh, uh, like the child out you know like in, in us as adults yeah. and also actual children, which is, is really like all you're really looking for is to entertain entertain a child for ninety minutes. If you can do that yep. successfully, then you you've done a good job. Yeah. So you earned I, your. Keep. I'm not. I'm not. Um, I'm not upset that I own this movie. Well, I'll, no, I'm sure me neither. We'll, yeah, I'm sure as a family we'll sit down and watch this thing again a couple more times. So, you know, it's a good go to. Yeah, we're, we're pretty easy as far as critics goes. <laughs> Thumbs up for Scoob. I, I, I enjoy yeah. it. I recommend it. You know, it's 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 as far as Scooby Doo goes, it's the highest possible Scooby Doo you could get. Like, you know, even in these like, you know, these John Cena kiss spinoff movies, yeah. like they're not as good as this. This is no, still no. better than that. So. Yeah, and I mean even the live action stuff. You're like, I would pro- I would probably take this over. Um, I I think Matthew Lillard as Shaggy is oh, one of my favorites. Good point. Though, I, yeah. th- I think Freddie Prince Jr. as Fred. No, thank you. It did not work yeah, for me. <laughs> the, Matthew Lillard as as Shaggy was probably the best. And I mean, uh, I'll take Linda Cardellini as. Velma, yeah. I, well, you know, I just love her. Period. Yeah. Yeah, she's pretty fantastic, yeah. and I'll watch her. I don't just know about if she anything. was a great v- uh, Velma, but she's, I do no, love she's, her. She she's does way it, too like, attractive to be. Yeah, <laughs> she is not Velma at all. But it's <laughs> right. like I'll watch her. I was yeah. like, you want to play Velma? That's and fine. I'm a, I'll watch. You know, her. I'll watch Sarah Michelle Gellar tie her shoes for an hour and a half, yeah. and I'll be fine. But but if you if you want to talk about somebody that really embodied a character, they had a great Shaggy and Scooby in those yeah. movies. But outside of that. It's like I would watch Scoob before I'd watch Scooby Doo one or absolutely. two. Absolutely, absolutely. This, this is this is your this is the top of, you know, the of the molehill. This is this is the best you could possibly get as far as Scooby Doo goes, and uh, and that that's cool. You know, like for for a series for a franchise that dates back to the late sixties, just just to be relevant, yeah, is is an impressive thing. Yeah, so. I, I would be happy to see more of these movies. I know, I know. My son Logan instantly asked me, "Well, will they make another one of these?" 
And you know, I'm like, well, it's kind of hard to say. Movies are in a tough position. Like they're not releasing this in theaters. Like I went down this like long diatribe. And well, was see, just, like, here's his the thing. little brain was like. <laughs> Let me talk to you about production budgets. Right. And <laughs> well, that's what I said. I was like, this movie was cheap enough. If it does well in if it does well in VOD, they they'll absolutely make sequels to this movie. Will it have the same voice talent? I, I can tell you right now, Mark Wahlberg's not going to be in a sequel to Scooby-Doo, but uh, you, you, yeah, could they, they you could get a Zac Efron back as, as Fred. I, th- I think you could get the primary, the, that cast back. Because it's, it, it's one of those, I'm like, okay, if this was, if this was the start of a cinematic universe, mm-hmm. and I haven't spent any time thinking about it, but it's yeah. one of those, like, okay, you know, the thing about your Jetsons and your Flintstones, I mean, like, yeah, you had this one little subterranean universe where Captain Caveman, you know, existed because of whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's when I was like, okay, the you know, the the Flintstones, it's not gonna, it's not the same thing. Flintstones no. are gonna be, you know, they're gonna be the. You you're gonna have to do well, time because travel because they're prehistoric family, right? You yeah, can't tie you're gonna those have together. to do time travel <laughs> right. or Scooby. And, as like, unless they're just gonna and like the Jetsons hey, are like we, the polar opposite. They're yeah. the future, so you know. So it's like if they're just like we're gonna make a Hanna Barbera universe. And none of it's connected. Who in the world would you even cast as Fred Flintstone? Like, it it was such a it was it you know when they had uh, when they got um, uh, John Goodman in the live action movies like that was as good as a Fred Flintstone as you could possibly hope for. Who who are you gonna get? I mean, like, I I guess if it's Um, if it's voice, it really doesn't matter. You know, like in that in the nineties, you kind of we were in the middle of that period of time when things had to be like if it was an animated property it had to be live action john goodman fit that so well i i tell you who i would uh, who i would do as my fred flintstone today would be jeff garland who jeff garland the dad from uh goldberg's oh oh yeah 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 i could see that sure why not yeah i would be okay with him He's yeah. relevant enough that, and recognizable <laughs> enough for adults that they would be able to enjoy him. Exactly, Jeff Garland, love that guy. Maybe we should. Maybe we should cast out the rest of the Hanna Barbera. Maybe that's what we should maybe, take. Them maybe under that. Well, we're due. We we're should, due for a Who Played It Better. You know, we're absolutely. Maybe due we for should. <laughs> maybe we should. Uh, we should cast the Hanna Barbera universe for our next Who Played It Better. We'll see. We'll see for you listeners out there who uh, are, are like, what's going to happen next with the Cinemasters universe? Our diehard fans in Yeah, you, you know. You know you got that internal clock click. That internal clock is ticking. The last time we did a Who Played It Better, I think uh, I did... Uh, you did Caddyshack. Yeah, you did Three Amigos. So it's Three about Amigos. that time. It's about that time. So yeah, I need to find a, I need to find another iconic film that I can... Just, just please don't, don't have it little kids. <laughs> I was like, uh, let's see. Please don't do I need you to re- I need you to recast uh, Please Little Please don't make me do a Google search of hot young actors yeah. under 10 years old. I'm going to need you to do Little Rascals. <laughs> you son of a recast bitch. Recast the Little Rascals. That's when, that's when the show's going to end, when you decide Yo. to do that. That's, that's the card you can play when you know you want to stop doing the podcast. Ron wanted to be here, but his no, search history... His search history precluded him from recording tonight. Oh shit! So I feel it sounds like we're both saying like, "Go ahead and rent Scoob." Yes, I'd, I'd even say, "Go ahead and buy it." Your kids will enjoy I, it. At the price point, I would, I'd say buy if it. If you have kids, buy it. If you're an adult yeah. who just grew up liking Scooby Doo, maybe rent it. 
you know, you could probably it, get away with a rent. Yeah, you could totally get away get away with a rental, but uh, it, it's it's B minus is not bad. B minus is not bad. No, no. All right. So for the Cinemasters Universe, I've been one of your co-hosts, the host who drinks, and I have been drinking Ron Avis. And I am your host who knows things, Adam Peterson. We'll see you next time. You know we got a mystery to solve, Scooby-Doo.